To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Here at Miles from Main Street, our preferred travel agency is Magical Vacations by Kimberly. Kimberly is a Disney expert and can handle all of your Disney planning needs. She can also plan Universal and all major cruise lines. Contact Kimberly at Magical Vacations by Kimberly at Yahoo.com. And find her on Facebook and Instagram under Magical Vacations by Kimberly. So today on Miles from Main Street, we are talking about Disney performances. Uh, probably one of uh, the things that Disney does best and uh, is very well known for is the entertainment inside of the park. Um, it's, it's really prestigious to go out and perform for Disney. Uh, I have lots of friends that have gone out and done that and then gone into Broadway roles and stuff like that. Um, and you hear about that a lot. So today we're going to, uh, talk through a couple of our favorite, uh, live performances, um, and, uh, see what we got in our lists. So Brian, I know you wanted to talk about one right away. Yeah, absolutely. Um. This is going to be a fun show. I love, love doing the uh, or seeing the live performances there. And I really hope we start getting some of the stuff back that we lost when they had to shut down. Um, I think one of my favorites that maybe not everyone has heard of is uh, Brudika, who performed in Africa in Animal Kingdom. Um, there's a, the stage is still there, you know, there's a platform kind of near the entrance to the safari and, uh, they had a lot of hand drumming that would happen. And, um, they also had like some dancing that would go on and this guy would do like some acrobatics and stuff. And, uh, it was, it was like a party, like a street party would be going on. People would just kind of circle around and they pull people in here and there, um, and make you dance with them, you know, like. So I really hope that we're going to get something like that back because it that one in particular for me really solidified the whole, if you want to call it streetmosphere, which I know is more of a Hollywood Studios type of um, moniker, but the you know the the street performance that they provided was was amazing. I I just you can't help yourself but stop and watch. Yeah, and that always feels very authentic. I think that's kind of like what you were going for, where it's like it just this feels like like some sort of like party that would open up in this uh, city that you're in in Africa. Um, and so that I always thought that was very cool, and it was always cool for Disney to kind of like bring these groups in um, and just let them do their thing and and um, perform for people uh i've um i'm kind of bad at this uh and maybe it's because i do live performances and and uh i'm a perform performer myself uh so i'm kind of picky with 
what I'll stop and see. Uh, but I've definitely walked by these guys before um, and saw them doing um, the amazing things that they do with their hand drums and uh, their dancing. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird for me because I'll just, I don't know. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'll probably say it at in every single episode that we do is that I'm just running through the parks. And so if something's going to grab my attention and make me stop um, and check it out, like it's really got to like really grab my attention. Um, and so that's, that, that's kind of what is difficult with these like small little things that happen here and there in the parks. However, one that I will always stop and watch. Uh, and this is also because uh, for a couple of reasons, um, I've got a buddy in this uh, performing group um, and he's been performing with this group for a long time now. Um, and that's the Jammeters. Um, they are the, the drumming trash can band in Epcot. Um, and uh, this, is, this is fun for me because it's marching percussion on trash cans. Um, and that's, that's what I do. That's my percussion specialty. Um, and so I really, I really enjoy that. Um, beside the fact that, that one of my friends is performing in it and, and he's extremely talented as well. Um, but I've always, I've always liked that. And that it's kind of in that same vein where like, they just kind of like come out and, uh, they, when they first come out, they pretend as if they're actually janitors. And so they're like sweeping up and they're setting up their trash cans and they're doing, and then all of a sudden they start drumming on them. Um, it's very, it's, it's got that like disney entertainment thing where where there's a theme to it like these people don't just come out and just start drumming like they actually have like um it's very theatrical uh in that way um and they're all extremely talented um they're all very very good drummers um it was it's still kind of a uh, a dream of mine to be able to go out and be a janitor and and perform it at disney um but uh it's it's another one that is kind of that same way that um it's kind of like street atmosphere uh, where they just kind of go out in like certain areas and have caught in play. Um, so I, I've always liked that one. That one's always very cool. Yeah. Jaminers I have always loved. And it's the same thing. Like you were saying, like they're kind of doing the marching percussion on trash cans and uh, they, so I'll, okay. Sorry. And it's the same thing that you were saying with marching percussion. Like I have, you know, I have a history with that as well. And, and so I have some interest in that. And we got lucky in 2019 when we were there and we were rope dropping Epcot and they brought us in a little bit um, right up underneath the uh, spaceship earth ball. And they brought out the jamminers to kind of fill that time. They brought, they brought them in and they gave us a whole, 15 minute long performance before they dropped the rope and it was awesome one for the fact that we got to see the jammers before park opened so that was one thing off my list but also i was like front row in the crowd at that point so i was able to just like jam with them and have a good time i think they even inter interacted with my daughter if i remember right um, a little bit because she was dancing along to it and uh, you know like just to be up close to that I thought that was so cool to be able to watch them and and you're right they're just so talented and I think as we go along through this show we'll, we'll 
you know, we're going to say that a lot. Disney has access to the top talent, mm-hmm. right? Like they can get anybody they want, basically, in the right type of format. Um, so the fact that they have the jammers there on call, basically, is is incredible. Like these guys are just amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I I think that if anyone's going to Epcot, you need to search them out, find them. Um, and one thing I noticed for the Food and Wine Festival coming up is that they're going to be known as the Jam and Chefs, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I didn't know that they did that until last year that they come out with pots and pans and stoves, like mm-hmm. yep. on stoves. They wheel out. Um, they were doing it on the American stage, um, American Gardens Theater, mm-hmm. and they were they would wheel out their garbage, their uh, stoves and they pull out pots and pans from inside the oven and they would just go crazy with all that stuff so um you know they each of them kind of takes a solo at some point right Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's they're just awesome my son got a chance to see him when we were there on our last trip and he's still talking about it like (laughs) um there's a point and i know i've seen the video where He's doing stuff with the trash can lids. He's pounding them on the ground, and then he picks them up and goes, "Pin Mickey!" <laughs> Holds uh, them up. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's my friend. Uh, it could have been, been somebody else, but I've definitely seen a picture of him doing that before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. And and when we talk about top talent, uh, it's no joke. Like some like some of these guys that are in this group are very well-known drummers um in in the drumming community they're very they're very well known uh and it's that's the same thing with pretty much all of these other types of performances is they're all pretty much like up and coming broadway theater um instrumental in bands and stuff like that they're all either have have spent time in the upper upper echelon of music or are about to be spending time in the upper echelon um and that's kind of i mean it's it's a track that people take that they'll go to disney and spend some time at disney and then go off and do whatever is going to make them famous so uh we're not kidding when we say top talent it's it's top talent <laughs> it really is and you know I, the other one we want to talk about for sure is finding nemo um and you're gonna find like a Broadway style show, Broadway level talent in that show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and this one, uh, people like to talk about Beauty and the Beast as being uh, a Broadway style show, which hundred uh, percent it is. But this this show could be on Broadway. Um, the things that are in it, the production value that it has, um, how everything is is put together. It's it's a Broadway show that's that's in Disney. Um, Beauty and the Beast is kind of more of a, a retelling of the story in kind of on in a stage area. Um, but Finding Nemo is just so good. Uh, it's got its own theater. Uh, the theater was made specifically for Finding Nemo, uh, which is very cool. And uh, it's just I mean, there's not much more to to say about it with that regard where it's just that it's just broadway level 
production there in Orlando. Um, I think something you could say about it is that, you know, they didn't just take the show, the movie, and try to put it on stage. There's new music they wrote, which is very good music. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got puppeteers performing the characters. um, You know, you could call them actors performing as fish, or you could call them uh, puppeteers that are performing, you know, Broadway-style type performances. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because you know these people are carrying around these fish and whether you're looking at the actor or you're looking at the fish you're getting the show like Mm -hmm. you can get everything out of it whether you're looking at you know the puppet or or the person and that music really adds to it yeah Uh, i i totally agree that the music is great um the the acting is amazing um also fun fact uh, I think this is the it's possible that that we're going to get to another pr- stage show that I know people in. But um, my family knows uh, one of the performers crush uh, in in that musical who actually has probably the best song and he perfor- always performs it very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's just so cool. Uh, the when, when we're talking about production value with that, I'm a lighting nerd and I was able to nerd out with that show because of how good these lighting cues were and how, how the kind of equipment that they were using um, to get these looks. Um, and you, I, you really can't do that anywhere else. Um, I had that a little bit with uh, a couple other shows, but that's only because Disney can afford the good stuff. <laughs> so they can put, <laughs> they can put some high end fixtures uh, pun, not intended for all you lighting nerds out there. Um, they can put high end fixtures into these, uh, shows and not really worry too much about it. So that's, that's always good too, but it's, yeah, I definitely think when you're, I'm sorry, go ahead. But it's just a testament to how great this performance is, is that, that you're able to have that kind of production value and do things right and do things the way it's supposed to be the kind of way that Broadway does it right, right there in Orlando. And I think it's really important to say, you know, all of these shows that we're bringing up, we're only talking to them, talking about them because they are something you need to see. Mm-hmm. If you have the opportunity to go see these shows, like you need to go see them. Um, it's unfortunate they haven't brought Finding Nemo back yet, but I know they are. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's just been a problem with trying to figure out spacing right now um, yeah. and trying to keep that social distancing. So we're not far. We're not far away from that yet. Um, they'll be back. Uh, so when you have that opportunity, make sure you definitely go out and see them. Yeah, I, to- yeah, I, I totally agree. So along those lines of shows that you cannot miss, I would definitely recommend Festival of the Lion King, which has just recently started back up. It's a celebration version. Um, so you would see it in the in the flyers or whatever saying celebration of Festival of the Lion King, which kind of goes along those lines like they were doing an Epcot with Taste of Flower and Garden or Taste of Food and Wine. 
Um, because it's a little bit abbreviated, there's a few things that we've gotten used to with Festival of the Lion King that is not there. Um, the biggest one is the tumbling monkeys are not involved. Um, and, and if you if you either go and watch a YouTube video or if you get the opportunity to go watch it in person, which is highly, highly recommended, um, you'll notice that right now everybody is spread out six feet in that theater. And, um, you know, it's going to be great when all of this stuff can come back to normal the way it was. Uh, but Festival of the Lion King, if we can step back and look at it historically, it used to be located in what was called Camp Mini Mickey. Camp Mini Mickey is now uh, the Pandora World of Avatar land. And um, it basically was created to fill space. We need something on opening day. What are we going to do? They created this program, this show, that was only supposed to be temporary. It wasn't supposed to last very long. It's now been 20 years, <laughs> and it's still running. <laughs> And anybody that's seen it will tell you it's the best show on property. The first time we saw it, my kids were six and eight. And we got to sit close. I think we were second, third row, something like that. And at the end of the show, they come around and they start asking for kids to come up and dance. So both of them got up there and they got to go around the arena <laughs> and and dance with all the performers and i mean that kind of sealed the deal for me right there but the whole show is so good like the main four main parts they've been there from from day one they're still there some of these guys are still performing it mm -hmm. and um they're just amazing the uh I can't, i'm terrible with names and the lead uh, bass singer, he is incredible and has been there forever. Um, and to be able to hear him sing in those, and he'll do, uh, he'll do a lot of the, um, like the Scar song and, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of that stuff. Anyway, um, you know, these guys have done a very, very good job. And it, it shows how much Disney knows how popular it is because they went ahead and built their own theater for it. Um, and it came back as quickly as they could get it back. So when you go to see it, like I said, the tumbling monkeys won't be there. Um, the birds won't fly. I think the dance that they replaced the uh, bird flying with is still real beautiful. Um, and that if I remember right, is to can I can you feel the love tonight? Um, so yeah, as you can tell, I'm very excited about the show, uh, <laughs> and I will talk to you about it for a very long time. Um, it's a really really good show, and you know everyone of every age is going to love it. Uh, yeah, I remember being very young when I went to go see it, so I really. I don't remember much about it, uh, but I hear all the time about how much people love this show uh, and how great this show is. Um, so definitely something that I have to go check out um, for myself again. Um, 
and yeah, it's it's just a, a very cool show. And it kind of makes me think of um, something I wanted to talk about a little bit was uh, old shows that um, extinct shows, if you will. Uh, and one of one of my favorites uh, to this day, uh, probably the coolest show I've ever seen Disney do. Um, it was called Tarzan Rocks. Yes. And it, and it had uh, rollerbladers rollerblading around um as if they were they were um monkeys in the trees and everything um it was just so cool um and the i mean phil collins that soundtrack to tarzan was fire so it's that right there and just a a concert with that would be amazing but um having the acrobatics of these amazing rollerbladers um and just like having that gimmick was so cool um so there was that one uh, and then there's also the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which, again, another performance that one of Carlo's uh, friends was in. Um, and that one uh, back in the day was very cool, too. Uh, but these were all kind of like, like they came out right around like when these movies were getting popular and then they, they went away. Um, I have seen online that there was also a Pocahontas show, uh, but I never saw it. And I feel like it was only around for like maybe a year. Um, but that I've seen videos of that and that also looked very cool too. Um, so yeah. And going back to Tarzan Rocks, that was in the theater that Finding Nemo is in now. Um, but it was more open air, it was smaller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it, it, like you said, they kind of built the theater for find, Finding Nemo mm-hmm. like it is now. Um, I do recall this was back when my sister was doing her college program. Uh, so I was able to go to uh, Animal Kingdom a few times during that during that time. And I did get to see Tarzan Rots. And I believe they were doing they were doing Jungle Book. Like they had they did a Jungle Book and then they went to Tarzan or maybe they did Tarzan and went to Jungle Book and then back to Tarzan. Like it was kind of a weird thing that they did. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing it was probably Tarzan, Jungle Book, Tarzan. Um, I don't recall. I mean, that was 20 years ago, guys. Come on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, it was Tarzan Rocks is what we got to see on my honeymoon. And we really, we like, when we went to see it, we were just like, well, this is going on. Let's go, let's go check that out. And we sat down and like, wow, that was really (laughs) cool. So um, I, and that, the only reason I say that is that it kind of goes back to, these shows and these performers are world class. Like, there's no reason not to go see the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that brings us, you know, I guess I'm going to move on to Frozen, the uh, sing along Frozen show that I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it, the official title, but it's in Hollywood Studios and it's very popular. Um, they do have actors that are narrators that actually have some followers on, on social media and um, it, they play videos of the movie that you sing along to, but then they have the uh, historians that are narrating the story and they're kind of retelling a little bit of the story. And then um, there's some surprise characters that'll show up from the movie and uh, kind of do the, do the show for you, you know, kind of do some of this stuff with you. Um, And the big surprise at the end, I won't give away, but 
you know, it's a really popular show, obviously, with, with the kids who um, find Frozen just wonderful, which it, Frozen's been a great uh, movie for our house, a, a great story. Um, and so being able to go and see that, the kids really enjoyed it. Um, so again, another one that the acting's top notch and the singing obviously is just coming from the screen, but um, everyone's singing along and it's really enjoyable to sit there and, and sing along with everyone. Yeah, and this is another one that um, that theater was recently put together. So, so that's one that has pretty decent lighting in there. Uh, and I was able to nerd out uh, on that kind of stuff. Um, make sure here's your here's your little Disney tip uh, of the day. Um, when Olaf is singing his song, um, I forgot what the words are that, that are leading up to it. Uh, winter is a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a, and you're supposed to say. Happy snowman. No, you're supposed to say puddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's really funny. I'm not, I'm not going to give too much away, but go ahead and shout puddle and see what happens. <laughs> I love the little things like that that Disney always throws into their shows that mm -hmm. kind of make it worth seeing, even though it might be a retelling. Um, you know, right in that same park, another really favorite show that that the kids really enjoy is the Beauty and the Beast live on stage show. Um, where, you know, we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but the actors are in full costume, like somebody is walking around in a chip costume, somebody's walking around in a Mrs. Teapot costume, um, and they kind of retell the whole show. And that's another one that really wasn't meant to be there very long, but it's been so popular that it's still there. For sure. Yeah. And I, I've seen this one before, too. Um, and it really I mean, it does the the one on Broadway justice. It's it's not quite up to that level of uh, like something like Finding Nemo in the parks, uh, but it's fun. And it's and it's that that musical um, in general is very cool. And it's a very, very cool musical to do uh, and to go see. Uh, kids love it because of all of the people in in costumes and such. Um, and so it's 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 just got that like Disney whimsical feeling to it, where it's just like a fun thing to go do and and check out. Um, and yeah, people love it. It's been there forever. Um, and and one that actually, uh, I feel bad because it's well loved by a lot of people. It's not loved by me necessarily, mainly because it's like I've I've seen it once and I was like meh. Um, but I love the movies, uh, and that is Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Now, I have mixed feelings about this because it it's a cool idea, and it's um, fun, <laughs> I guess, like to go and like see how like these stunts are done and everything. But that's like old Hollywood studios that. There, ha there has to be an idea for that area of like changing it up because I don't know. It's just not the kind of uh, thing that I want to go see anymore. 
um, at uh, Hollywood Studios. And uh, the fact that there's an even cooler ride of Indiana Jones in um, Disneyland tells me that like that that's what should probably be there. Um, but I've just always kind of, I don't know, very kind of torn with this one because like it's cool uh and it's a huge um amphitheater like it's very big uh i just never like just never really got into it um but it's cool and like like definitely go check it out but it's just got that like old hollywood studio vibes of like that's kind of like what hollywood studios was about back in the day but it's really not anymore so I love the old Hollywood studios. I thought it was a great park. Um, you know, I know they got rid of the streetmosphere actors um, at the shutdown, and I hope they do bring those guys back. Um, but that whole 20s, 30s Hollywood feel, um, I've always been really into that. And so when I went and saw the stunt show, like to see some of that stuff happening in front of you, like especially the boulder. rolling down the hill that's how they started the show and Mm -hmm. like it overcomes him and he pops back up you know and it's like it's cool to see some of those stunts and then um if you haven't seen it you get to volunteer to be in the show so you actually get to go out and do some of the stunts with the the actors as well um so for me and I only recently saw it in 2016. That was my first time seeing it. Um, so the park was kind of starting its transformation at that time. But I, I still thought that was pretty darn cool. Um, and I know they're kind of going to putting you into the movie now instead of putting you into a movie studio. <laughs> um, so I think that where it's headed is probably going to be much better for them and much better. Uh, accepted by the masses, but I still think Indiana Jones is fun. <laughs> now I'm going to go pilot the Millennium Falcon before I'm going to jump in for the stunt spectacular, but oh, know, those guys sure. are working hard for sure. And mm-hmm. I would definitely, definitely say it's worth seeing. And another, uh, another performance, which I would highly, highly, highly recommend this experience and i've only experienced it once when i was young and that was it like if i ever get the chance to go to this again i'm going i'm going and it's going to be wonderful and i probably will do it again um eventually at some point because i really want to um and that's the hoopty do review uh, and that one has some uh, audience participation in it as well. Uh, and a lot of that show is audience audience participation. Um, so it's very cool. But it also comes with, um, I think it's like a buffet style or is it like all you care to eat style um, or like family yeah, style? It's, a, it's like, yeah. It's a family style, all you care to eat. They, and they like part of the performance is bringing out the food. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's a song about strawberry shortcake when that when it's time for that to come out. But yeah, this was uh this was another uh the reason I, I saw it when I when I was young. There's there's a theme to this episode, guys, is uh because 
uh, my family had a friend who, who was in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I told you guys that, that, yeah, it's going to be pretty, it's definitely a theme. Um, but it was just so cool. I, I got, um, selected when I was young to, uh, go up and perform. Uh, and I think they select like five people from the audience and they take everybody up and they do some kind of performance. Um, and it was kind of, we're going to get, we're going to get deep here. It was kind of one of those moments where uh, I realized like how to come out of my shell when I'm uncomfortable um, because it was fun to get up there, but it was also scary because this is like when I was first starting to be in musicals and stuff. And I was nervous to do those types of things, but like my parents didn't care. They were just throwing me into musicals left and right. Um, but I, I remember, I remember seeing this random guy, uh, who was selected and he was supposed to be native american and he was supposed to like do this like cry like he was supposed to get really sad and like pound on the ground and everything and he did it really well and i remember i remember laughing really hard about that um and so i thought that was cool that that like people like that can just like get up and like perform and like make it semi good um so that was cool i think it's definitely worth mentioning that um this is the longest running de dinner theater in the United States. Again, wow. another show that was thrown together as guys, we need something for people when they're not in the park, you know, like 1971. Let's think about this. All we had was the contemporary, the Polynesian Bay Lake <laughs> and the magic kingdom. So what are you doing when you're not in the park? Right. Mm -hmm. And they, kind of a few days after opening realized they need a little more things to do. So they threw together who did you review and what are we now? 50 years. Yep. Coming up later and it's still running. So um, I think that's a theme as well is that Disney knows how to throw shows together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I, and I think, especially with this, there's a little bit of nostalgia in there. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't have nostalgia when I first went. Uh, it's, it's, it's more of a like country western type show. Um, but, but still, it's like put together very well. Uh, but it's been going for a long time. Um, and to kind of talk about country western type shows, uh, this isn't technically a show. Uh, but it's kind of got that feeling um it's the um like the the jamboree the bears and the jam the bears and the bears. country jamboree. bear jamboree um and i definitely i still got that show style feeling i mean if you've ever been on it you understand why uh but it definitely if it feels like a show even though it's technically a ride but like you sit there and i would kind of lump that into um M muppet vision 3d um and then uh I don't even know if it's there anymore. I don't think it is, but like stuff like honey, I shrunk the kids, captain EO stuff like that, where it's like a show style, but you're really just kind of like going and sitting in a chair. Um, tough to be a bug, something like that. Um, and those are, those are all still very cool. Um, and then something else that kind of like an honorable mention that we can talk about is uh, like castle shows, things that happen on a daily basis uh, that you can kind of stroll by. Uh, but aren't, I mean, like, aren't technically shows that you like go and sit down in a seat to watch. 
Yeah, the castle shows have um, they have a lot of great ones. Um, in the morning, they used to run one, and I'm sure they'll bring it back when they can. But they would parade out probably you know thirty some characters in that morning show to say, "Hey, welcome to the Magic Kingdom. Have a great day. Thanks for coming." Type of thing. Um, and then during the day, they have they would have another one at which you know they've kind of changed up the cat the stage since the shutdown so the old castle show uh what was it called uh fantasy fair mickey's fantasy fair i think um they might actually go away from that and do something new which mm. would, would be fun um but that was done you know multiple times during the day uh, my daughter was watching videos of it and so when we finally got there and could watch it in person she was just all about it she thought that was the greatest thing um so you know, we these are shows that they have around, but you know, th there might be a recording that you're watching instead of an actual performer mm -hmm. performing. Um, you know, it which they're still entertaining, they're still great shows. Um, but I, you know, tonight we we're kind of focusing on those actual performers, focus, you know, singing and, and performing their hearts out every time that they're on the stage. Yeah, and and one of the one of the reasons I kind of wanted to bring this up too was Hocus Pocus, because uh, that's a that's a castle show that I want to see. Like that, all the videos that I've seen of it. I mean, I'm a big, I love Halloween. I'm a big Hocus Pocus fan, um, but all the videos I've seen look so cool. So that's something I definitely want to get out um, and experience myself. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think we've touched a lot of uh, a lot of good shows. Brian, can you think of anything else off the top of your head? Yes, Voices of Liberty. Oh, yes. Got kind of skipped over that, but <laughs> um, they're an acapella group that sings uh, patriotic music. Um, they've been using them a lot during this whole COVID thing in different uh, functions, uh, mostly out on the um, American Gardens Theater stage. But typically, they perform inside the American Adventure building, and they have a rotunda that they perform under, which just makes their voices so much more beautiful. And the performances are amazing to listen to. I also have a, a history of choral music, and because of that, I love four-part harmony. So, <laughs> you know, like, to go and listen to them perform has been a real treat. and um some of the live streamers have been showing them off a lot lately and i just am blown away because it seems like every single one of them gets some sort of solo at some point and every single one of them nails it every time and you know it it's just another one that you need to go and see it yeah i i don't really know anything about choral music so i wouldn't really know much about <laughs> <laughs> any anybody who knows me is laughing right now um yeah and and that's funny i've just never other than this past trip that i went on with my brother and sister just never really wandered into the i've never seen that uh another show type thing which is cool it's like a show with animatronics is the um the the show at, in the american pavilion i forgot what it's called it's called um, the american adventure 
the American Adventure. It's got yeah. really, it's got really cool music. Um, I've I've listened to the music before. I've just never gone in and seen that show. I I walked into the uh, rotunda area where they usually sing, and then kind of like the staging area for that show. I think, um, but just I've never really wandered around that pavilion before, and you should, um, because I've 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 never seen uh, the Voices of Liberty live. Um, but that's a, that's another cool thing about Epcot is that they have these little pockets of performances. Um, not anymore. Uh, and we, we hope that they will all be coming back because they were all extremely talented and they were all representing their countries very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's another thing that that's cool that you can kind of go around Epcot and just like find these great performances. Um, I remember, I think they were, they were, they had gotten rid of them before COVID, uh, but it was uh, the Lumberjacks that had a rock band in Canada. Um, they were really good. Um, I, f- I forgot what they were called. Off kilter. Uh, off kilter. Yeah, they were really good. Um, they have, I mean, you can find them on Spotify. Uh, they have some really cool stuff. Um, so they were, they were really cool, but it's just like little things like that. Where like in each country, you like, you'll have some sort of little performances. Um, and they're all kind of different. They're not all rock bands. I mean, there's a rock band in Canada and there's a rock band in the UK. Um, but like sometimes it'll be like somebody with like a mandolin and, and just sit, sitting there playing and it, it'll, it's, it's all different and tailored to what the countries, what you would experience in those countries. Yeah. And, you know, definitely guys, we want you to come out on the Facebook group, Miles from Main Street Community. And let us know what your favorite performer is. Who are, who are you missing right now? Mm-hmm. Who do you love seeing if you get to go? Who have you seen in a video somewhere that you would love to go and see in person? Um, we want to know those Disney performers that just hold your attention, have your heart somewhere. And uh, I know that you guys are screaming out somebody that we missed. We want to know who that is. <laughs> so please come out to the community and let us know. Yes, let us know who we missed because almost 100%. We're not talking about some group that we should be talking about. But that's all we got for you guys today. And we will see you next time on Miles from Main Street. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. (laughs) 